0: Oh, right well hey it's been a while since we have podcasted so long I mean uh you know we don't need to get into personal stuff but let's just say you got a new house and I have the same house but it has none of
1: the same surfaces that it had right uh, here we go you know, a, lot of, a lot of house things summer was coming to an end we went away I think you went away yeah so we had some we had some episodes um sort of backlogs that we threw up there. We did a mini-sodes, some mini-sodes. But the most important thing here
0: is that today is Jason's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, buddy. <laughs> and what do you want to do when you're in your mid-40s but listen to some teenage punk rock? Yeah, and true. a dude yeah, write an audio book from his diary
1: when he was like 19. Sounds amazing to me. Come on, man. It, you know what? It is, honestly. I do want to hear that. I was just thinking I wish... Today I was listening to it uh, after dropping the kids off at school, and but, I was thinking, man. Of course, as I'm one interested. will do, listening to Black exactly. Flag while dropping the kids off at school. I was like, man, I wish there were more bands that did this because I would want. to, I love just listening to like. And then we got in this to this town. The people did. This well, you show, know what? And we played. You know the what? Place. You know then- what?
0: Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. My name is Matt. I'm Jason. Uh, we've been friends since high school and uh we played in a lot of bands together over the years.
1: We've been in a lot of vans together over the years. We've been in a lot
0: of vans together and cars and Ford Fiestas and Toyota Corolla's
1: too. And we've broken down on the side of the road a lot over the years.
0: I remember a time where you drove through like seventy five red lights in a row
1: on Long yeah. Island at one point. That was amazing. No, well my I had no brakes in that car. Like yeah. Random. So we so uh, what's the name of the podcast, Jay? It is get get in the van with Matt and Jay. No,
0: that's not the name of our podcast. The name of our podcast is We Listen to Records. Get in the podcast with Matt. Matt. Get in the podcast. Now, okay, so you all right? I, you picked. Yes, I did. Mm, I'm annoyed at you. You yeah. picked an audio book, which I love audio books, but hmm, but I it's hope this was on vinyl. That would be great. I don't know. Eh. Maybe that should be our rule. If it's not on vinyl, we don't listen to it. Yeah. Well, listen to this.
1: Ready? Listen to this.
2: Black Flag was like a lot of independent bands then and now. They live in a van. You know, the bodies and the equipment all live in the van. The van takes on this great uh, identity. Like, you know, that's that's mommy. <laughs> like the van, because you're in it so much. We were the satellites of the van, and we had to like go without meals to make sure the van had enough gas. Because if the van wasn't happy. We weren't going anywhere. The van is life. Die! Die!
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> all right. So we listened to Get in the Van, Henry Rollins he memoir history of his early time with Black Flag. It's you know what?
1: It's I gotta say, I don't know about you, but this I this will always hold up for me because it does just take me back to all that bullshit of playing in a band. I love it, but I also like never experienced it to this degree by far. But the tiny taste I got of it, it does take me back to that. And I am like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I just fucking have a job that I go to and then come home. And I know that sounds so fucking yeah. lame. Well, I
0: know you I know you idolize this stuff. Oh. I never, for a moment, dreamed of this life. Like, this was not a thing that I fantasized about. Being on about the road and
1: just fucking whatever and just shit.
0: Well, being on the road, okay. yeah. Like, being in a sweaty van with a bunch of
1: dudes, no. No, but that's not the part, come on, that's not the part that's great. It's the part of, like, just tr- fucking traveling around, playing your shit and... I mean in his case though and with let's face it like hardcore it's just abuse you're just getting right. fucked up the whole time by, well by the, the home, part where by the road by the band by every it's like god damn man this time all
0: right i'm gonna tell a, i'm gonna tell a little funny story so i was listening to this obviously it's an audiobook i had headphones on and i was out in the park and i'm picking blackberries because there's a beautiful blackberry patch near my house nice. And I'm just I'm just picking these beautiful free blackberries in the middle of Boston in this beautiful park, and I'm listening to him just describe endless scenes of playing in England where he leaves the show just covered in people's Yes, people yes I <laughs> wanted to. And I'm like, like fucking gagging. Oh, and I mean, this like beautiful scenario. I'm picking blackberries. It's so lovely yeah. and bucolic and like you know just like like gorgeous. And I'm just trying in my head to picture the scene of this like 20 year old shaved head Henry Rollins like covered in people's like phlegm. And it just oh, it was such a yeah.
1: moment moment disgusting fucking disgusting but i don't know shit like this will always make me appreciate how every little band that you're that you're into and you go to see at the you know the shitty venue over you know whatever two neighborhoods away in a basement they do this like all over the country and end up, like, barely breaking even. I don't know. I think there's something, like... And you know what else? It makes me think about, like, sure, a shitty band like Molly Crew or whatever, and I read that Heroin Diaries, which I think is amazing. <laughs> but, like, they started out like this, too, just eating shit and, and playing for nobody right. and just... Uh, well, I mean, I think and, and, that
0: some of the bands who are highlighted in this audio like Black Flag, obviously, yeah. but Minutemen are in there, and there's a couple others. Um, uh, he talks about like the They're the one...
1: Talking to the Flipper oh, yeah. right before they, they.
0: Well, and Ian MacKay in the Minor Threat
1: era working, okay. makes some appearances. Right away there. working at the um, ice cream shop with... <laughs> yeah.
0: but, but my point is, like, like, bands like Black... I think probably Black Flag in particular... Yeah we're the ones who are like you can play three chords and scream about how you're angry about something or make joke songs about watching TV and like, you can be famous. Like in America, we always conflate famous and rich. And I think as an adult, I know that famous and rich are not, they don't go hand in hand. You can, you can be famous without being rich. Um, but, like, as a kid, you're like, hey, these guys are, like, traveling around the country and they're selling their records and they're famous. So, you know, like, this is a viable career path for me is shaving my head and screaming about, you know, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it. it it's, I think Black Flag really set that that bar where you're like, you tough through the shit because on the other side, you're going to be, you know, Henry Rowan. Well,
1: right. But who could, who could predict that at the time? Like, I kind of really do appreciate the fact that they were just like... Hey, I have no idea what's going to happen. We're just going to get through this tour, record another record, record another record, tour, tour. But also, for
0: me, by the time I came to I was, you know, I was too young to hear Black Flag when, you know, Damaged first came out, right? So by the time I came to them, I had already seen Henry Rollins in like a, you know, like an auditorium, like a, like a big theater show with Jane's Addiction on a major tour. Like I didn't come to, I came to Black Flag Backward where I knew the end of the story before I knew the beginning of the story. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. I think I saw Rollins Band with like Jane's Addiction or something like that. Right. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. And then
0: they were at Lollapalooza. That's what what it was.
1: It must've been a Lollapalooza. And and yeah, and then I sort of went back and like I think maybe Mike on Forty Second Street had like some of his books and stuff that he would read, sure. and then
0: well, there was an era like in the mid nineties where Henry Rollins pivoted to like spoken word and poetry, yes. and he was writing books and doing like these appearances on random
1: TV the, shows where he'd like read poetry. That's where this and book stuff. comes from is that era of of Henry Rollins. That makes sense. And, and honestly, like the guy has really taken this, you know. uh uh, like you're saying three chords and just fucking screaming into like this was a important time and sort of uh turning it into i mean well i guess i think he's always coming from a good place as douche baggy as he can seem sometimes oh god yeah uh or at least in the moment and and listen i would hate it if all eyes were on me since the 90s right in in certain ways that like yeah everything's gonna be just fucking oh that was a hard time but like (laughs) yeah uh because some of the videos i was watching i was like oh man come on (laughs) but uh well there's there's some parts in this book where he takes real offense to like how people treat yeah, him.
0: Sure. But so he goes out of his way to describe that he's like shaved head, ripped clothes, losing his shoes, hasn't showered in a month, is covered in spit and urine. <laughs> and then and then takes great offense when somebody like looks down yeah. at him. And I'm like I'm like like I, I kept waffling back and forth. I'm like you kind of can't have both. Like either you can be a punk rock crusty shitbag <laughs> Or you can have people's respect. But they're pretty much mutually exclusive in 84. Oh, you know man. what I mean?
1: 19, yeah, seriously. That's when this is like, this is like 80, 80, 82 83, 80, 84, 85. Like this whole audiobook or this whole get in the van time. Um, no, it's true. And I think the whole time too, I, I can't tell if, I mean, I know these are journal excerpts, right? So there are those times where you're just like, everyone is out to get me. Fuck everyone. I'm just waiting for them to turn on me the world sucks, everything is shit. And you're like, you're just like, oh my god. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and again, he because he's 19 right. or 20 and these right. are diary entries, there's no coherence. So he goes between sort of glorifying the lousiness of their life where they're eating cat food and like sleeping on floors and not showering for months and making it sound like, like he believes that this is the the true calling and gives him some greater meaning right, to his right. life and then simultaneously like a, a half a chapter later he's just like it's awful and terrible and I just want to go home and, and you know sleep right. on my mom's couch and yeah. like work in an ice cream shop. So it's very like schizophrenic in that way where he seems to spend a lot of time, you know, we're talking about 1920 year old Henry here, like trying to justify his existence and then also hating his existence and back and and forth the highs and lows. I think I
1: relate a lot to that just in that period of time, whether or not you're doing what you want to do and you're actually in a band on the road. I think whatever's happening around that time of your life, it is a crazy roller coaster of like everything sucks there's no point to this. It's bullshit. Fuck it all. To like, I'm having the greatest time. This is really fun. All right. You know. I, I don't know. I just. I really well, when I do. I, I do think. I mean, I will say. Life, I as guess, a, as is a, what is what is captured in this book is like that time of being that age. Yeah. And and it, yourself,
0: it, well, it's not just that age though. It is that time because as a college professor, I can tell you, like Gen X was very specific in our acceptance of like being poor like remember how like as a 20 something gen x or like not having money and living in a crappy apartment and like buying thrift store clothes was not only acceptable but kind of like like applauded in our culture oh totally movies like clerks and all that stuff and that is definitely not happening now like among my students among the 20 year olds that i you know i see on a regular basis like if you were to show up in like thrift store clothes and like beat up shoes it's not like culturally applauded now the way it was so i think there's this weird window in the sort of middle and end of gen x where you know henry rollins sort of falls middle you and i fall at the end of gen x where like there was a cultural window where it was okay to glorify shittiness and to be poor and it was okay right so so it's it's not just a window to an age it's also a window to like a a generational exception. yeah
1: sure right and and it's funny because he does talk a lot about um people would accuse them of selling out all the time and that they would just get shit from fans and other bands and and again it just goes back to that like man this was like you were getting shit at every turn like there's no winning what makes a person get into this situation where they're literally being beaten up every show knocked unconscious people like, throwing bottles bleeding at them. And then also everybody's saying like "fuck you," you're the worst. In like I guess kind of an endearing sort of fanboy way, but also hating you and wanting to kick your ass. And then, uh, yeah. And then and then and then realizing it too in these diaries and going, yeah, this everything sucks. People are the worst. And you're sort of like, why? <laughs> but but this is what you have to do. Well, I don't it's, know. It's I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, there was. Of violence associated oh, yeah. with punk rock that has always kind of intrigued me, shocked me, yeah. scared me, and like i I can't think of another movement where we're just raw where it was acceptable on both sides of the stage to just be like openly yeah. hostile yeah right like even in even in metal there's more of a like give and take between the band and the audience like it's the music is loud and raw and whatever but there's not the like bottle throwing punching spinning thing you know and and, i mean in a lot of ways by the time you get out of this you see ian Mackay and folks like that trying to really take down on that totally yeah Uh, but black flag is in the middle of it and in a lot of
1: ways like the accelerators it. sure really oh yeah like like he was saying i think there was a good quote at one point i don't think i have it pulled up where he's he was just like you know, it was this point of Black Flag that was just like a riot. It was the sound of a riot. It was a riot, like, encapsulated every night. We brought a riot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we I, all right. Through, I'm, personal story here. Like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, I believe it. When, and you know what? For- so per- personal story
0: is I had never heard Black Flag. I'd seen Henry Rollins perform, but I'd never heard yeah. Black Flag until you played Black really? Flag for
1: Where did I play for you?
0: It was, it was at, remember yeah, at summer camp wasn't. at Confordonia, you and Josh would just run around singing yeah, well, TV well, That's a party. fun song. <laughs> and, it's a fun song. and I'd never heard it before. Guys, and, and at one point you played it for me and I was just like, this, yeah, like
1: it's, what it's, is it's
0: this? Like bullshit this is ridiculous. Song. It's so that song. It's ridiculous. It's so
1: funny that that's even a Black Flag song. is ridiculous. Because I was going to say, like, listen to this for a second. Like, okay. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard rock, but. I mean, even by today's standards, this is pretty like, it's pretty like, you know, pretty tame stuff when it comes to extreme speed or volume or anything. And you're just like, how is this making, how is this scene? I mean, I, 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 get it, but at the time I know this was like the end of the spectrum, but like, it's crazy that, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it's I think this book is just a great um, explanation of a lot of those things that you don't get from listening to this record or any of them because you don't have that context of like what it was like to just sort of have this network of people making phone calls. Where's the club? Where is this place? What town are we going to next? And trying to pull this together, like basically by themselves and, and, yeah.
0: Well, I mean back to your previous point and and back all the way to the yeah. beginning of the book, but like honestly, the the reason why this sounds tame now, even though it was as extreme as it was when it came. Out, well, no, but but hold on. This album came out when I was 8, yeah. right? So so I grew up with this as as an extreme sound, and as you get older and you mature, you want that same right. adrenaline rush. So you, you seek out something a little more and a little more and a little more, you know, in 30 plus years after this, you just push that envelope, one album out, one album out, one, one sound out, one style out, you know, eventually this is going to sound antiquated. I mean, at a, at one point, Charlie P- Parker sounded radical to people, you know, at one point, Beethoven yeah. sounded radical to people, you know? Um, it's just, it's kind of how culturally we absorb these things and, and build on them and, and yeah. push outward on them. I think, I think what's the reason you want to listen to the audiobook and not to the music <laughs> is, is that, you know, Henry is a good yeah, storyteller yeah. in his like 20 year sure. old childish way. And I love the, be, the only part of this I really found like right. enjoyable, yeah. I guess is the beginning when he talks about, you know, living with his mom and having a pointless life and having no real yeah. dreams or anything. And yeah. he liked this band and and the possibility, you know, they came to town and he just got to meet him. And he was like, man, I just got to meet my heroes. And then somehow, like, through a series of random events, listen to the book, he ends up in the band yeah. or auditioning for the band. Like, that sure. was my favorite part because this, it really is like, what was that movie with Mark Wahlberg that's sort of based on the guy who replaced Broad Balfour oh, yeah, totally. or whatever? Yeah. Uh, or, or Van Halen, whatever. But, I mean, there are these stories, true and fake, of people who, are like in cover bands and then get it's, to be in the, it's, the it's band totally. that they love or whatever. And so, you know, you get to like this real life moment of like the guy who became the front man of black flag, the, the, the most famous face far yeah, and away of yeah. black flag and his, his movement from fan to front man. That was my favorite part of the book. Once he got into like the drudgery of touring and being hungry and being beat up, like it got really repetitive.
1: <laughs> it's like, I think I go back to this every once in a while and listen to it. Cause I'm sort of like, Is that really the whole thing like does he just like is it just like every night like we went into hamburg germany some skinheads were outside and wanted to kick our ass for seven hours so we hid under the van and some cats pissed in our faces
0: and then and then punctuated with the (laughs) occasional story about like getting to the airport late and missing the plane Like, over
1: and, oh and God, over man, and over again. There's nothing else to this. I mean like this whole experience is just hell. Yeah. It's fucking hell. And you just and you know what? I have to give I have major respect for definitely for Ian McKay for sure just like because he just seems like an awesome guy and I see him in every every documentary. He seems like he's like sure. so supportive of everyone in every scene. But and I mean, I feel
0: like just as a good podcast host, just in parentheses, if you don't know who Ian Mackay or Ian McKay, depending on how you pronounce it, he was in Minor Threat and then one of the two front men of uh, the amazing band Fugazi, which if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Fugazi is, I I really can't help you at this point. But, you know, go get um, I know my favorite is either Margin Walker or like Red Medicine. I'm sure you was also a roadie
1: for Black Flag. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird. That's part of it, too, is they're all Heart. helping each other out. Like, there's um, not to talk about an album that we haven't yet covered on this podcast, but like, there's that great moment in Sonic Youth's mm. Daydream Nation with this beautiful piano music and then just a phone message oh, from yeah, White yeah. Watt um, yeah. to Thurston. You know, like they're all yeah. in each other's lives sure. in these ways, you know? Sure.
1: No, it's, it's, uh, I, that's, you know, that's very cool. And you know what's uh, even better is like I heard, um, Uh, anyway, so I, I, I totally do respect Henry Rollins for that, for getting, for going through this and for sort of coming out today, 2018 on the other side, a pretty, I want, I would say respected guy, not just like completely forgotten in, in the hardcore scene or whatever. I mean, uh, because I also started listening randomly to his, like, he had like uh, I think he has like a show on KCR. I don't know on the West Coast. I forget which station. I don't want to say it. I'm not positive. Anyway, somebody pointed out to me one time that he played Seven Inches with Ian McKay once, and it was the greatest show because not only did they
0: play stuff, well, you played for me right. this for me in my I car think at one point on, on a on CD
1: because I was like, "This is amazing!" And they talk about a bunch of bands I'd never heard of, and they talk about like. Oh, isn't this my copy you never gave back to me oh yeah, yeah it is you know just like, it was like so it's so awesome to hear well bullshit that is friends. and that
0: is actually a big part of that friendship yeah. the rollins yeah. imakai friendship because imakai is in you know washington dc henry i think is in la that's my oh, assumption yeah. i don't really know he at least in the 90s he wrote a lot about yeah. la and like they were promoting all sorts of great new bands. Like, you know, on Discord records in DC, you know, all that great stuff that was coming out in the 90s. If you ever get your hands on that, like, 20 years of Discord compilation, there's so much good stuff on there. A lot of it just disappeared and, you know, you never, they never mainstreamed enough for you to be able to get a full album. Like, but you could get a single or a weird thing on Discord and there's so oh, much good shit on there. And Henry all, always pushing all this great stuff, all these, like, interesting bands, often well, none of
1: them going anywhere.
0: But just, it, like, they're yes. believers and in I was going to say, you know? that's
1: what I think... The, the other times I've, I've streamed his show, I mean, he's playing all of these, uh, the the stuff that I was listening to at the time, you know, uh, Jacuzzi Boys or the Fresh and Onlys or just, like, you know, pretty obscure things and that people, the labels that I was listening to would, would send him, Seven Inches, and he's playing that stuff today. So he knows what's happening in music still. And that was of oh, yeah. surprising and like i mean he hasn't just like rested on his like i'm henry rollins the 80s were fucking hardcore and so am i like i th- i really think he's continued he's well, been a part of the scene he he loves the scene he wants to be in it and yeah he promotes it even in this stupid little video thing i found where he's talking about getting the van he ends up he drops like jane's addiction and all these other bands because that's when this was made but he's like saying like you know, these are other great bands, too, who have similar experiences. And I'm like, that's really generous of him to be just kind of, like, promoting this whole scene and his friends. and not just- So I I know that you pulled some quotes from the audiobook. Was there another
0: section or, like, little snippet that you wanted to uh, listen to from this audiobook? Because we're listening to Black sure. Flag, which is always great. But the this pod is actually yeah, about no, the book. Yeah, no, what
1: I was going to do is actually, now that you talked about that... Um, that beginning part, I was going to try to bring that up real quick. Let me see if I can find it. Cause That's it, cool. it's cool. Well, while, you, while you're poking track, around, so I'm just going to try to hit it. Let me see if I can do
0: Yeah. It was kind of, I hope our listeners had an opportunity to find this and listen to it. It is a bit hefty to try to wade through if you're looking for individual bits. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I listened to this thing. It took me a couple days to get through it. Um, and, you know, if, if we're going to do an audiobook from now, you know, time to time, this <laughs> is a good hope one. we ever
1: will again. But do. for some reason, it was the summer. And I, I was like, not. I want to listen to this again. And because you know why? I don't think I will cover, I don't think we will cover a Black Flag record or anything else. Done, well,
0: yeah, Black Flag is one of those that would be a mini-sode okay, I where
1: I want to do, just, you know, TV party or something like that. I don't know if I could do a. F- I, I a don't have that album. much to, to say about them, I guess they're sort of like, you know, they they definitely occupy a place in your music uh, evolution and everybody's sort of, you know. But but at the same time, I'm not, I don't think I know enough about them or I or I didn't have as much history with them aside from like the occasional song here and there. But I mean, whatever. I'd still, yeah, they, obviously was, they're great was, and Henry Rollins, I respect him, so that's how I ended up here at Get in the Van.
0: Well, that's what's crazy. Before you play this, I just want to say When this came out, I was, they were, I was too young and they were too heavy. And by the time I came to Henry Rollins, I came to Rollins Band, not Black Flag. And, and there it's, I I feel like you have to be the right age at the right time to like the music. I, however, think that at any age, and especially the older I get and the more nostalgic I get, the stories about
1: that era are more interesting to me than the music. That's what this is. These are the. This is the interesting story of Black Flag to me, other than the the records. But but again, only because I never really came to the records, like you said, for the exact same reason, they were too hardcore for me for my little uh, scared middle school um, music taste. And then after that, I was like, sort of, I don't know, skipped over it into whatever was happening at the time, Jane's Addiction, and that that sort of that scene, whatever.
0: Do you have a quote pulled up for you? Yes, it is. All right, Um, just drop the needle on the record. Let's let's go. go.
2: Here it comes. Spring 1981. I was living in an apartment in Arlington, Virginia, which is right over the DC line. I walked to work every day, which was an ice cream store at the time. I was the store manager, and I was there 40 to 60 hours a week. I made the deposit, I hired, I fired, I did the inventory, I did ice cream scooping, the works. I was in a band at the time, nothing much musically speaking, just four of us with fucked up equipment. But we had fun playing and practicing. A guy named Mitch Parker gave my friend Ian McKay and I a copy of Black Flag's Nervous Breakdown EP. We played it all the time. For me, the record's cover said it all. It was a man baring his fists with his back to a wall. In front of him, another man fending him off with a chair. I felt like that guy with his fists up every day of my life. Black Flag soon became my favorite band. Stories of their shows in Los Angeles were legend by the time they reached the East Coast. They had their own record company called SST. They took no shit. Ian called SST and talked to Black Flag's bass player Chuck Dukowski. Chuck told Ian about the tour coming up and gave him the dates for the East Coast. Pause it right there yeah. for a minute. There Pause it right there.
1: Perfect. He called. First
0: of all, I just, I mean, just think about the amazingness that, No, but, I mean, all the balls of that, but think about the amazingness that not only did Black Flag exist Holy before shit. Henry, Henry like Rollins seven, joined the band, seven? they had their own yeah. label before yeah. Henry Rollins joined the band, which is fucking crazy to me because if you said black flag the only name that i could come up with without doing a little wikipedia well i'd come up with greg Jinn and yeah. i would come up with henry rollins like like you 100% associate rollins with black flag and the whole idea that they had albums out and their own label and all this crazy yeah, shit so before brilliant. it's just it's well, so insane i know there's a
1: point too in Sorry, the book where he talks about like he says my favorite black flag record is the like collection that was put out right before I joined of the, of the first three lead singers. And I was like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they had three, three moments before you even they started. Had, what yeah, man, I don't know enough about them. I would be curious to read like a real huge, thoroughly researched biography about black flag. Like what happened the years before Rollins was even, you know, where's that? What about that story? Cause all I'm hearing is Henry Rollins, side of black you know which is like sure very specific so yeah anyway yeah uh, okay. yeah let's right, play you. a
2: little more of this quote dc we were going to go get to see the mighty black flag a group of us went up to new york city to see the band play because we couldn't wait to see them in dc and we figured the more we saw them the better So we drove up to New York City and saw them at the Peppermint Lounge. I will never forget when they walked out on stage, how excited I was. Chuck Dukowski was out there, walking in circles, pounding his bass and making all this fucked up noise and screaming at the crowd. They hadn't even started playing yet and it was already a trip. I think they opened with the song, I've Heard It Before. The place exploded. All the songs were abrupt and crushing. Short bursts of unbelievable intensity. I never saw anyone play like that before. It was like they were trying to break themselves into pieces with the music. It was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. There was not.
1: I think that Henry Rollins became a Arnold Schwarzenegger no, just neck of a man. It's because he he was like seriously beat up all the time. It's true. It's when you
0: look at the pictures of him from this era, he's so. I mean he might be muscular but he's yeah. skinny and scrawny and stringy and by the time you see yeah. Rollins Shit. band you know on like um what the end of end yeah. of silence tour or something like that you know he's just this like beefy muscular like monster of a dude and uh, yeah it's probably you're probably
1: totally right he's like seriously because I don't think it ever stopped I mean maybe now it has people don't want to come up and punch her in the face but I think that was like yeah, you're the best. Oh, great, thanks. Fucking knock me out again. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't also addressed the fact that he went
0: from the skinny scrawny guy fronting Black Flag to yeah. like in movies and TV shows and and McConnell. like a, an actual uh, yeah, he is, he's a star. He he's yeah. a star. Yeah. I mean, he's
1: like I mean, he certainly like was in the 90s. Like, I don't in, in, I don't know if he's a star, but he's definitely somebody that you're like Oh yeah, I know that guy. He's done all kinds of stuff. I don't really know how I know him, and then oh, some people are, oh maybe Black Flag or maybe just Henry Rollins. They just know that name for sure because of all.
0: Well, and again, I you know it's it's certainly generational. I don't know if he's a, a star right. currently, but you know, I mean, he's been on recently. He's oh, really? been on things like Sons of Anarchy, so you know. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of skimming his Wikipedia page right here, but like, you know, he's you know he was in movies in the '90s. He was in you know he was kind of, he was in Lost Highway. He's in kind of all of
1: these he's different like flea things like just, just doing these as... really fucked up funny parts in movies, right?
0: Well, yeah, wasn't he in oh, Flea and in the Chase? He was, with flea was in like Back to the Future
1: Three and like.
0: I just learned something really. <laughs> So my wife likes this podcast. It it's called us. Punch Up the Jam. Have you heard this? Yeah. It's, it's a podcast called Punch Up the Jam. I'm not cross-promoting. We don't have any. But it's it's um, this guy and this woman, and they, they take like a yeah. famous pop song, usually with a guest, and they they break it down and they discuss it and you know, it's comedy. So they're making fun of it, but also like they're really looking at how it's structured and how, the, what the lyrics are saying and what it really means and you know, all that stuff. So we listened to the episode where they did um, young okay. MCs uh, bust a move. And in their research, they found that the, it's basically just a couple samples and then wow. flea did a live baseline over it. And he only, he got paid a day rate of $200 and basically the entire song wow. is his baseline with a few samples wow, and he got 200 bucks. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, wow, that's yeah, such a, boy, sh- like a that's flea- crazy thing to do. Uh, yeah. uh, also great podcast if you're into no, like that comedy sounds plus awesome. like that sounds bad pop really music from the 80s. And it's the the guy in it, his name is Demi. He does this other amazing podcast called The Gilmore Guys. If you're, anyway, not to like cross promote with other podcasts, but
1: mm-hmm. really it's a fun one. It's a fun um, one. I also hearing about the circle jerks in this book, holy shit, man, they sounded fucking crazy. Mm. When he's say, just saying how hardcore their fans were in, in the West Coast and when they would play shows with them, the, <laughs> how they were just like, they made Black Flag look like like really like nice guys. <laughs> um, oh yeah well
0: it's funny somehow at church camp somebody heard that the circle jerks existed and some other kid knew what a circle jerk was and somehow all the kids started oh, right, assuming that that's sure. what they did at shows yeah and it became like the big like i mean obviously it's you yeah. know it's like the the urban legends uh of church oh camp God.
1: about why or, you shouldn't listen to really any jerks. music <laughs> The other thing, yeah no except the other thing that it struck me, me, is you know having been on the west coast oh really quick i do want to say that i did walk by henry rollins once in the east village and it was no i was like holy fuck he's fucking scary he's just a monster he was carrying like a giant gym <laughs> bag he's just he's huge and and looked like don't fucking talk to me like i mm-hmm. kind of looked at him and was like oh oh you know how you do that you like look at someone and you're like oh shit Whoa! And I just kind of did a double take and I could see him just yeah. like, don't fucking talk to me. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had no, I was just like, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, I looked at you. <laughs> I think that's not- <laughs> Um, but I was going to say. Man.
0: Well, let me, let me just, I'm just looking at some of the the movies nice. that Rollins has appeared in, just back to his sort of, I think this God, really plays to his God, indie cred more up, than anything right? else. He. Yeah, well, he was in. I mean, if you go all the way back in 1990, he's in "Kiss know, Napoleon that. Goodbye" with Lydia Lunch. Um, he's in the oh, Chase yeah. with that's Charlie Sheen, great. Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu Reeves. He, he's in. He's in Heat. He's Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, right? He's in Lost sh- Highway, the David Lynch film. He was in um, Dogtown and Z Boys, which is a doc if that makes sense. He's in a Jeff Bridges good film that's kind of been lost called Scenes of the Crime. Um, he was in Jackass, the movie. He's in Bad Boys too. Anyway, the point is, like, he really had yeah. a certain cred that got him on screen between probably about 1990 and 2000. I mean, he's doing stuff now, but really his heyday is like the decade yeah. of 1990 to uh, 2000. Yeah. In terms of being in movies and TV shows and stuff.
1: Oh, I was say. Um.
0: All right. Any uh, yes, one any more thought Other thoughts you have about this book? Uh, when he's he
1: talking about the West Coast and having been out there, you know, the last few years here and there to like Santa Cruz and Berkeley and stuff. And he just goes through this list of like, he's like, Man, people in Berkeley can get fucked. I would I would blow up every one of their houses and burn this whole fucking city down. And then he's like, and then Santa Cruz, those assholes are no better. Those motherfuckers. And I'm just like, these are the nicest fucking like hippie towns I've ever seen. Where did they have such like underground hardcore scene, may, I I will never that will never make sense to me because yeah,
0: well that's that's something that's been totally lost to history is the absolute <laughs> hatred between that. hippie and punk that existed from the mid seventies to the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, I guess. which is weird. I, yeah. Um, but also yeah. I was thinking about this as I was listening to this audiobook. Right, the um, like so. Punk. I'm I'm not a historian, so I'm just gonna throw out vague dates. Please don't send hate mail to the Twitter. But roughly speaking, like mid to late seventies, punk in England sort of yeah. comes out first. Well, Clash, but the sex pistols. The Ramones cetera, were first, right? right. And then it hit... Well, and then I was gonna say there's also sort of concurrently in New York and East Coast, you've got Ramones, um, yeah. the Swans, you got some interesting stuff going on out there. But it's not until it gets to the West Coast, which is like a little bit later, like Black Flag is what 83, yeah. eighty three, eighty four, eighty five is when they start coming around. Is it's not till it gets the West Coast that the American version gets that like really brutal, violent, faster, like fast. I'm sorry harder, to yeah. say, but kind of stupid side. Yeah, faster, harder, dumber is is what I think of when I sure. think of like L.A. You know, West Coast punk. And I just I don't. I, that's just so American to me that like as it moves from New York and D.C. across <laughs> the continent, it just it. Right. Loses its subtlety, I guess, art, and I feel like Black Flag art. is the yeah. the distillation yeah. of that. Like, yeah, I mean, it, we go from yeah, like well, God Save the Queen, and I mean, the Sex well, Pistols the are raw Kennedys for this time. But there's a depth
1: there. Ruin that whole. Uh... Yes.
0: <laughs> well, dead Kennedys are very would, special. You
1: know what? I would. Re- you know, dead
0: Kennedys are. I mean. I fucking saw a college kid on my There's campus some- wearing a Dead Kennedy's t-shirt last week. <laughs> that's awesome. And I that is almost awful. high-fived him. Yes, the reason I didn't high-five him was because I was he was hanging out with a kid with an insane <laughs> oh, yeah. clown posse t-shirt, and I thought that's
1: odd. That's unfortunate. Um, Unless who knows, maybe he went to the thrift. Store.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, eighteen-year-old kid in a Dead Kennedy's t-shirt no, wants true. a forty-year-old professor yelling at them about their musical. Yeah, taste. That's I, can, true. I can guarantee you that. Um. But i just i don't I just couldn't like wrapping my brain around the 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 no. cultural experience of Black no. Flag and the stories he's telling. It's like, yeah, I don't know. it's it's like um it just it it felt like a distillation of a lot of things, and only some of them I'm old right. enough to understand, and only some of them I live through, and like like suburban angst and right. I don't really get cause I grew up in the country, divorced parents. I do get yeah. like Reagan's America. I remember sort of like th- So there's the stuff in there that's recognizable, but it happened when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old and I wasn't really processing it. But what everybody can process from black flag it, is just the it comes from
1: like the time era. of your life, right? And no I matter th- what, what era you grow up in, there is that, that sort of, you know, late teen age years where nothing, you know, you, you trying so hard to break out of everything and nothing makes sense and everything sucks and, and the world's unfair. And, you know, I think it, I think that's what I get out of black flag and get in the van a lot is like, this is that era, but like of this specific time.
0: Well, do you have any final quotes you want to play us out on? Then we'll do the disclaimer and pick oh, them, shit. the you will. Uh, episode for next Oh uh,
1: Yeah, let me, let me just jump in here. Again, I'm just like, I, this I is like a three-hour, one-track. So let me just sort of see what ends, all right? Ready? Here we go.
0: Sure, just throw it. Sure. It's coming on. Ready? Way. Oh, here it
1: is. And then we people kicked us in the face and i broke my nose and i sat in the van of the darkness and thought everyone sucks Come get us. no one came
2: and got us yeah that's not sounds- one personally i was kind of hoping one or five of them would have so i could have had the pleasure of taking nine days of misery out on one of their faces <laughs> finally we get to play the kids <laughs> in the crowd were really cool i thought we were doing all right this one boy kept spitting on me for the whole set, and I didn't do anything about it. I was trying to be cool with these people. The spitting thing was just too much for old Ian. He walked up and smacked the guy upside his head. After that, the entire audience took a few steps back.
0: Oh man. You know what it is? Yeah, I know yeah. he's I know he's trying to sound tough, but it just like I mean, when I was twenty, this would have been this like the most intimidating thing, and I'm sure yes. like if he was saying
1: this in front of
0: me, it would be intimidating. <laughs> but it just it sounds like like a wannabe. You know badass Bragging about that's part of this too. I think badass.
1: he's got to have a lot like, of pe- fucking humility to put this out and to read this as a grown fuck. And oh it fuck, was, I would not read it my must diary be from when I was nineteen because you couldn't pay me. It is a little embarrassing. And I again I respect that because he's like, hey, this is what was fucking going on in my life. And and here it is. And yeah, well, and,
0: and I mean there's a beautiful moment in here where he's like, I can play all these shows and I can go to all these cities and I can yeah, play in front of all yeah, these yeah, people, yeah. but no that's, girls will talk to me and I'm lonely. And I was like I was like, Oh, that's really kinda that's sweet. All right, um, I guess I'll do the disclaimer, which is pretty straightforward. Um, we're just we're right. just here for the love of the music and the love of the stories. Uh, we don't own the rights to any of this stuff. Um, we don't really want to deal with lawsuits and stuff. So if you don't like this, just um, let you us know. We'll take it down. Jay, how do people contact
1: us? We listen, the number two, the number one, or send an email to records. Wait, what is it? Yeah, records at HarveyLovesHarvey.com.
0: can also follow us on social media we're on facebook sort of um and instagram pretty actively and the twitter Just happens a lot of very active the on the Twitter. so you know
1: you've that's
0: that yeah so you know you can you know we post announcements on facebook and instagram um you can you know get some updates and pictures and cool stuff about what we're doing we're gonna try to be more active about giving you heads up ahead of time so you can uh plan your schedule like and listen to things before we, uh, drop them. Um, but you know, again, we, we don't really need any lawsuits in our life. If you want us to take this down, just let us know if you're Henry Rollins and you're listening to this, Hey, we loved your book and we enjoy Black Flag and your music. So, um, you know, if you want us to take this down, <laughs> I'll probably still print out and frame the email. Um, all right. I picked it. Jay, you picked this. And therefore, you are cut off. Years. No, it's my, turn to, it's my turn to pick the next, the next ones. Um, so I, I, we had been doing it sort of uh, secret blind. I give you three hints. That was fun. I think I'm just going to give you, you the titles of three Go albums, ahead. and then you pick the one that you want to talk about. A little, tra- little open transparency. America needs some transparency right now. Um, i Okay, so I'm just going to give three albums. You pick one. How's that? Okay. Option one. Dun, 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 would be the um, Ooh, In Casino Out by At like The okay,
1: okay. Strong, strong number one.
0: All right. Uh, that's option one. Yes. Uh, option two would be you'd, you'd, prefer you'd, you'd Prefer An Astronaut by Hum. Um, I do not know. You'd Prefer An Astronaut by Hum. There's a song okay, on no, there no, that want. you'll totally know when we get to um, it. It was a big radio hit it's called stars um an album that i totally wrote out off when it came out but it's oh, really like i love what I love, else i love it um it's, it's, it's a solid one um so that's that's number two or number three a band we talk about all the time and i kind of talk shit okay. about them on the last uh episode so um the first mini episode actually so i want to give a full album um room to breathe i would love to talk about songs Warehouse and stories and stories for you do
1: Oh wow! I do not know that one.
0: Yeah, it's Husker Du's last album. It's called. It's called. Warehouse. It's called the Warehouse. Is the short
1: version. Shit! Is the well, but you know what? I want to get Warehouse in. songs mm-hmm. and stories.
0: Well, I definitely. I know there. It's, it's it's fun. I want to know. No, know, no, know, 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 knowing what's coming makes it harder, doesn't it?
1: Husker Du, and since you are going to be the one driving the train, I'm going to do Husker Du, Warehouse Songs. Because I know that you okay. – uh, I think you've seen okay. Bob Mould and, like, you have way more. I, I, back in the is day, is I Because I, I, I want to know Bob more Mould about them. Fan. I True. basically only know sort of, like, Candy Apple Grey and that – what's that double album? Arcade. Oh, and yeah. And that uh, stuff to uh, me uh, is, like – Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, if that's the Hooskerdoo that you are familiar with, cool. you are going to be completely blown away because Warehouse is much like, it's the bridge between like punk Hooskerdoo and that really wow. beautiful, like workbook Bob Mould solo album. Like, like somewhere in there, like as Hooskerdoo oh, Du Ware- implodes, oh, wow. Warehouse probably put out their best stories. album. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty late, pretty late for who's could who do. But um it's I've always loved this one. I've got some strong personal stories I can share. It's All a great right, album. And it. I think everybody I will be in for a treat. So I guess I'm playing some words. All right. So uh rack up. You TV know what party. I want to hear, Jay? You know what I want to hear as All you play right. us out? Fuck yeah.
1: We're gonna have a TV party tonight. Where you got- All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to find... If we're going to do it. So we're, let's, play, it let's play it out second. on this. Let's play it uh, out on this. We're going to... Hey.
0: I just remember running around summer camp like a bunch of... D.V. Party
3: tonight! Party tonight! D.V. Party tonight! D.V. Party tonight. Tonight. tonight! We're going to have our D.V. Party tonight! We're going to have a TV party, all right! Tonight! we got nothing better to do. let watch TV and have a couple of brews. Everybody's going to hang out here tonight! All right! We'll pass out on the couch. All right! Tonight! we got nothing better to do. Then watch TV, and have a couple of brutes. Don't talk about anything else we don't want to know. We're dedicated to our favorite shows. That's incredible. To will sit Dallas Friday. he sit glued to the TV set all night. And night, Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a surprise. we got nothing better to do than watch TV have a couple of proofs. TV news shows, what it's like out there? It's a scare! You can go out if you want. We will not we got nothing better to do and watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated to our favorite shows. Saturday Night Live. Monday Night Football. Chapter Vegas. I wouldn't be without my TV for a day don't even bother to use my brain anymore! There's nothing left in it! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of proofs. Hey, wait a minute. My TV doesn't work. It's broken! What are we going to do tonight? This isn't fair! Why are we? We've got nothing left to do from OGV and just a couple of groups What are we going to talk about? I don't know We're going to miss our favorite shows no. No. That's incredible No Not in that football No Jefferson No, no. Friday OGV party we oh.